Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode 126 of the Love Life Connection podcast. So it's just me today, and today I'm going to walk you through three ways to get yourself out of a funk slash meltdown slash if you are a coach or want to be a coach or want to be a better coach, make sure that you use these tools and techniques just not on yourself, be your own best client, but you can also use them with your clients to help them get out of a funk or a meltdown or get the clarity they need to move forward. So before we get there, I just want to thank you so much for listening into this episode. You guys know this, but I feel like I have to say it all the time because what if this is someone's first episode of them listening to me? Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, for listening to this episode and all the episodes that you listen to. I wouldn't be here without you. It's kind of like that thing, like if a tree falls in a forest, no one's here. No one can hear it. It doesn't make a noise. If I'm talking into my mic and no one's there listening to it, do I have a podcast? I don't know, but I do because you are here and I am so, so grateful for that. So whether or not this is your first podcast you've ever listened to of mine, or you've been with me since day one or somewhere in between, I would be so grateful if you took a quick moment and left a rating or a review for me on wherever you listen to podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, that's fine. But iTunes is really where it's super helpful. So if you do listen from iTunes, then go to my or go to your um, 
homepage for this podcast on your iTunes player, and then scroll down and you'll see like available episodes, you'll see recently played episodes, keep going until you see some stars across your screen, and you can just tap the stars, it literally takes 0.1 second. And then if you have another 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, leave a quick review for me. That really helps me to grow the show and to get the show into the more earbuds of women just like you who feel like they have it all, except that one thing in their life. And while you're leaving a review, why don't you tell me some favorite episodes, some topics you really love, some topics you want me to dive deeper into, some questions you have, because I read every single review and that will help me to really guide and create the content so that it's really for you because like the whole tree thing, this podcast is for you. It's not for me. And so if I'm not serving you, then I'm not doing my job. So please let me know how I can best serve you. And a really great way to do that is in the reviews so that I get to hear your feedback, but it also helps with the whole iTunes algorithm, thingamajig, whatever that is, (laughs) so that it does get into the, um, the higher results of search results when people are, or I should say really when women people identified as women are looking into or searching relationships and questions around dating and all that kind of stuff. So thank you. Thank you so, so much. So here in the US, we are at the time that this episode is released, we're about a little less than a week out from 4th of July, our Independence Day. And I want to talk a little bit about independence before I get into today's episode. And this really has nothing to do with 4th of July, except for the fact that it's Independence Day. And I just want to talk about independence just for a second, because it's a buzzword that I hear a lot in this world. And I just want to clarify some things because I hear a lot of women say, well, I don't want a relationship because I don't want to lose my independence. Or they believe that they have to choose their independence or be in a relationship. And I say, why not both? Right. And also, maybe taking some pride out of like the whole independent thing. And and let me let me explain what I'm saying, because I'm obviously not saying we'll go get dependent on a man and be barefoot pregnant in the kitchen. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying. So let's break this down a little bit. So first of all, the belief that you have to choose between being independent or being in a relationship is just a false belief. It's a false dichotomy. It doesn't really exist. Now, you might believe that that exists because of your experience in past relationships, especially if you have some people pleaser tendencies or some codependency tendencies, you might have felt like you lost your independence by being in a relationship. So yes, that's true. As a result of that relationship, you lost your independence. But that is not a universal truth. You can definitely be in a relationship and still have the kind of career that you want, be the kind of woman that you want to be, be strong and smart and outspoken make your own money, make a lot of money, be really successful in your career, whatever it is, you can do all of those things and still be in a really happy, healthy relationship. And in fact, I would say you're more set up to be in a healthy, happy relationship if you have all of these things in place and you're just going for it. And if you're like, oh, but what if I'm too much or people already tell me I'm too much, refer to some of my older episodes with Kit and the one before that, I believe that's episode 123 and 124, where I talked about, well, you know what, maybe your independence is just going to be too much for some people. And that's cool, because then you get to save all that time and energy and not waste your time on people who can't handle you. And that's 
you're allowed to have that. And that can just feel so ridiculously freeing just to say, Oh, I'm going to be too much for people. And that's awesome. And the only thing about independence that I want to say is, you know, a lot of times we, you know, as a result of being, let's say, in a codependent relationship or in a people pleaser, narcissistic trap type of relationship is we then hold on to our independence as if that's the only thing we have, like for for dear freaking life. And this is very much balanced with what I just shared about with independence, right? Like you can still keep your independence. and I want you to still keep your independence and be in a happy, healthy relationship. However, if you've set up so many walls in the name of independence that you're not really allowing someone else in, or you're not really allowing someone to help you emotionally or like literally physically, like helping you, I don't know, pack up boxes if you have to move or whatever, then you really are closing yourself off from being in a relationship because being in a healthy, happy relationship does require vulnerability. And and one of the easiest, best, most effective ways to get into that state of vulnerability. Yes, sharing how you feel, all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. Yes, that's vulnerable too. But another really big way and way that we use it, I think every single day is asking for help that you can't do it alone, right? Like there's a reason why the phrase it takes a village exists, because it's really hard for, well, let alone two parents and even single moms to raise their kids by themselves. Like it's really hard, if not impossible, like we need some sort of daycare or aunts or friends or grandmas or babysitters or whoever to come into our life to support us in raising children. Well, it's just the same thing generally in in life. So know that sometimes you can cling a little too hard onto independence. And again, that's not saying you should, you know, go be barefoot in the kitchen and be dependent and quit your job and all that kind of stuff and have no friends, but your husband's friends, like, no, there's definitely a happy medium. But learning to accept help is actually really powerful. And it's incredibly vulnerable to tell someone, hey, I don't know all the answers here. Hey, I can't do this on my own. I need some help. That's incredibly vulnerable and a really beautiful way to connect with someone, whether it's a friend, a family member, a coworker, or yes, also a potential romantic partner. So just keep that in mind as we move into our Independence Day here in the US. And if you're not an American not celebrating Independence Day, you can still take a lot of this stuff, obviously, to heart because it has nothing to do with Independence Day or what it really means in the US. But of course, the word independence just got me thinking because it's a trigger word in this community. And I just wanted to share some thoughts about it. Okay, so moving into how to get yourself out of a funk or a meltdown, or if you want to help your client get out of a funk or a meltdown, try one of these three tools. Now you don't have to do all three. However, these are three different ways to look at a quote unquote problem or a situation in order to move through it. So the first thing that you can do is to define the problem. And here's what I mean by that. Let's say you say something along the lines of, oh, I just want to have work-life balance. Or, oh, I just want to be in a better relationship. Or, oh, I just want to be happy. Well, when you're when you're in that place of like, I just want this, or why can't I just have this? Or, I want work-life balance or what, you know, whatever it is, then those things feel really abstract. And because they're abstract, they feel really far away and they feel almost unattainable. And so when you try to reach like this happiness or this work-life balance and you want it so bad and it's what you want more than anything else in the world, because you feel like not having it is 
maybe killing you or really not allowing you to live your life, it can feel like you're running a million miles on a treadmill, but not really going anywhere. And so one of the easiest ways to snap out of that is just to define it, define it for yourself or ask your client to define it if you're a coach. Well, what is work-life balance? Like, what is it actually? Because work-life balance is going to look and mean very different things for different people. Does work-life balance mean that you take Fridays off? Does it mean you actually use your vacation time? Does it mean that you're home by five? Does it mean you don't check your email in the evenings? Whatever it is, get super, super clear. Like, actually look at a calendar, and I have my clients do this, look at a calendar on Google Calendar or you can use Outlook or whatever, and actually look at your day. Okay, if these are the chunks of time that I have to be at work, I have to be at work from eight to five or nine to five or whatever it is. Well, what are some things that would help me to feel more balanced? Well, if I went to yoga on Monday nights, if I hung out with my girlfriends on Thursday night, if I left Wednesday nights open for dating, and then I went on like a 30 minute run every morning or a 30 minute walk or whatever every morning before work. And then on the weekends, I did this kind of stuff. And I did that kind of stuff on Sundays, and I didn't work on Saturdays or whatever it is, get really clear. Because then once you start actually mapping it out, and looking at well, what work life balance would actually look like, then more often than not, you're like, first of all, you have some very clear steps of what you can do. Okay, I'm going to stop checking my email after 530 or whatever it is. But you can also see that where you are in your life, like it's actually not so far from where you want to be. And probably just a few shifts or a few key decisions that you make will get you a lot closer to where it is that you actually want to be. Now, I know I just gave the example of work-life balance, but for anything that you're just saying like, oh, I just want this, or I wish I had that, or look at that girl's life. I want to have my life look like hers or whatever it is. Well, just define it, get really clear and specific. And then again, you can create a plan. Maybe you're not going to change everything overnight, which is not something I recommend anyways, because a lot of times overnight change isn't necessarily sustainable. But what are just one or two things that you can do week by week so that eventually you can achieve this place of what you're calling work life balance. And same with happiness, like what the fuck is happiness? I don't know, everyone has different definitions of what makes them happy. And so what does happiness look like? Does it look like going on you know, one big trip a year? Does it look like going on one weekend getaway a year? Does it look like taking one Friday off a month? Does it look like taking every Friday off a month? Does it look like just feeling really calm and peaceful? Okay, cool. What do you need to do to feel calm and peaceful? So just get really clear and define it. And if you're in the Love Action Tribe and you want some help with this, definitely make sure you post in the Facebook group so I can help you get super, super specific because that's going to give you tangible action steps. Now, yes, you guys know I'm all about the woo. I'm all about like the full moon and manifesting and meditating and visualization and inner child, I do think you have to do a lot of that work in order to get that clarity and do some of that emotional healing from past relationships and childhood, all that kind of stuff. But you can't just do that and just expect your life to change. You also actually have to put a fire under your ass and do something different, right? And so this is really one of those times where it's like, you're actually going to do something different, right? Like if that means you're not going to check your work after five, you know, your email, work email after 530, then you're not going to check your work email after 530. If that means you're going to take Sundays actually off and not work through Sundays or work through Saturdays and actually go on a hike or go to brunch with friends or go on a date or do whatever, then like that's the real tangible real world action that you're going to take to get this place that you're calling to get to this place, I should say that you're calling work life balance or happiness or whatever. Okay, so that's the first thing that you can do to get yourself out of a funk slash meltdown. And the next thing you can do to get yourself out of a funk slash meltdown or something you can do with your clients is to ask yourself, 
is this true? Is this really true? So a lot of times I get on the phone with a client and they start telling me the story or the situation that they're in. So maybe, and I'm just making this up out of my head, so I'm not using anyone's client story or example in particular. But let's say you're just in a situation where you're just really freaking out because you're seeing this guy and you really like the guy and you want to take it to the next level. But you just think that if you have the conversation with him, he's going to say he's not really interested. He wants to keep the things things the way it is. And you're just really in this turmoil of just like freaking out and you know, you got to talk to him, but you just at this point, you've just gone down this spiral. Now, again, I'm just saying an example. So if this example doesn't apply to you, or if you can think of something right now, in your own life, then you can apply exactly what I'm going to say. So ask yourself, well, is this really true? Like, what do you actually know that's in present time? That's true. So okay, we know that you're freaking out, right? So that's true. Like it is, we can see it, we can physically feel it, hear it, touch it, like it is true. It is in real time. So we know that you're seeing a guy, we know that you're freaking out. And we know that you want to take it to the next level. These are things that we all know for sure are true. But you don't think he's going to take it wants to take it to the next level. And that's where the story starts. He's not taking the next level because I'm not good enough. He wants something else. He wants someone else. He wants to keep the way things are. He's not interested in marriage. But he said he was but he's confusing. I mean, that's where the story starts. And none of that we know is true. I mean, it might be true, but like you don't have evidence. And I'm talking like you don't have the kind of evidence that you can bring to the court of law to tell me that it's true. So it's not true. And until you know that it's true, until you can bring it into present time, you're going to drive yourself crazy by believing that this story that you're telling yourself is true. Now I've got my dog in here and he's shaking around. So if you can hear him, so if you do apologies. Um, but if, if, um, so, so what you have to do in this situation is you have to either just say, okay, I'm going to focus on what I know is true. Now in this specific example that I gave, right? Like there's something you can do, right? You, you can have a conversation and basically bring where he is or where he potentially is into present time, because he's going to tell you after you say, Hey, I'm really enjoying our time together. And I want to take it to the next level. And I want to know where you are. I really like you and want to see where this can go, blah, 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 blah. Um, then he's going to say, yeah, I'm really interested in you too. And I really like you too. Or he's going to like, you know what? I'm not really interested in this. And maybe we should just go our separate ways. I think we need different things, right? That sucks. But at this point, you at least know what's true because it's in present time. And so be really clear with yourself. Like, are these stories that you're telling yourself about the guy or about yourself, about relationships, about what's going to happen to your relationship, about whether or not you'll ever get married, about whether or not you'll ever make more money, by whether or not you'll actually ever get this job or this promotion that you want. What is true? And what is not actually true? And it could be true. I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying like it's a lie or that it's not true 100%. I'm saying you don't have the facts that you could bring into the court of law to tell me that it's true. So what could you do to A, just ask yourself if it's true and just focus on the things that you know are true or B, bring the things that aren't necessarily true into present time so you can get that clarity for, for yourself. All right. So that's the second thing. And the third thing is to ask yourself, what's the fear? So a lot of times we have, um, and I'm, and I'm just going to give another, again, just this is more of a generalized example. Not, I'm not referring to any particular client or story that I've heard recently, but in general, there's, I know there's a lot of, you know, you meet a guy, you're dating a guy and you really just want to know where he's at. You want to know, is he interested in you? And it might've only been like two or three dates, but you just want to know, like, I mean, does he see potential? Does he 
does he want to get married? Not necessarily to you, but like in general, and you just start asking yourself all of these questions. And then you kind of act standoffish because you don't want to seem too needy. And so you kind of try to play it cool. And so you're not really texting him or you're not really telling how you feel. But then like, you also want to know exactly where he is or what he's thinking before you make a move. And then you just kind of spiral from there. And I'm probably more more than anything speaking from my own experience. But I know for a fact, many women listening to this can relate to that. So in that type of situation, you you would ask yourself, well, what's the fear, right? What's the fear behind needing to know how he feels, right? Or needing to know why he broke up with you or needing to know why he, um, cheated on you or isn't interested in you, right? Like, what's the fear? And so in the example that I gave of just needing to know how he feels, the fear is that I'll be, you know, I'll be, he won't be interested in me, right? And then I would have put myself out there. I would have told him that I was interested, I would have been vulnerable, and then he wasn't interested in me, so that I would be embarrassed. And, and then that's the fear. And then you can ask yourself, okay, well, what's the fear behind that? Well, then that will mean that no one will ever want to be in a relationship with me and that I'm just really not good enough, right? And then bingo. And then once you get to that point of like, really, what's the fear? What's the fear behind that fear? What's the fear behind that fear? It almost always gets to some sort of belief around not being good enough, not being liked, um, not ever achieving or realizing your potential. Those are usually some of our, our deepest rooted fears as humans. And then you can begin to see, well, yeah, actually I am good enough. And you can begin that process of improving your relationship with yourself and improving self-love and really seeing yourself as, you know, as a person and not someone who might might or might not have gotten rejected or be rejected from a certain person. And that helps you to get out of this like funk meltdown and say, okay, this is just a lot of fear that's coming up. And there might be some real fear, right? Like the real fear is he may not be interested in you. Okay, you can handle that, right? You can handle that. Or the more of like the abstract fear is like the fear that you're not good enough. And either way, it's not that the fear is bad. I don't want you necessarily to get rid of the fear, but it's just understanding that it's there and then taking your power back from the fear, right? Because fear is a good thing, right? Like if you're in a situation where you don't feel safe, maybe the guy's making is really creepy, that's not making you feel comfortable, or you're just walking down a dark alley or a bear's chasing you, right? Like I want you to feel fear, right? It's not bad to feel fear because those, because fear and those situations are going to keep you safe. They're going to get you to run away from the bear. They're going to get you to not walk down a dark alley by yourself. And they're going to get you to get out of that situation with a guy who's not making you feel comfortable or safe, right? So fear is a good thing. And so if you can get really clear and define what the fear is, then you can take the power back over it, right? And you can just put fear back in the back seat where you're actually driving the car, the fear is still there because it's useful, right? But it's not driving the car anymore. You can put yourself back in that driver's seat like, okay, fear, I see you. I see that I might get hurt. I see that I might get rejected. I see that this guy might not be interested or feel the same way I do. That's cool. That's cool. But you know what? I can survive that, right? And so define it, name it, and then 
it's kind of going back to the point one of defining, well, define the fear, like what's the fear that's there, and then move forward anyway, but releasing any need or attachment to get rid of the fear, because again, fear is not bad. Okay, so let's review these. Again, these are three ways to get yourself out of a funk slash meltdown. And again, you can also use these with your clients. I know I have some coaches listening to this podcast. So if you have clients and want to help them um, transform even more, then have them try these three exercises. Again, not necessarily all at once. It kind of just depends on the exact situation um, or what the exact question or situation is, but that this will help them to move forward. So the three things to do are to define it, to ask yourself, is this really true? And also to ask yourself, well, what's the fear behind this belief? What's the fear behind this story that I'm telling myself? And then take your power back from the fear. So you're in the driver's seat. All right. I hope this helps. This is a shorter episode than normal, but I'm doing some different length episodes. I know some of them are fairly long with like the coaching calls and I've gotten some feedback um, that you do like the longer episodes, but I would be curious to hear. So come over onto Instagram. I'm at Veronica E. Grant and just send me a direct message or comment on any one of my photos and just let me know what you think. Do you like these kind of shorter power episodes? Um, Just go like boom, boom, boom. Or do you like the ones that dive deeper into a topic, whether it's just with me or a guest expert, or of course the coaching conversations. I know you guys are liking, I get a lot of great feedback from those. So thank you. Those will always probably be a little bit longer, but in terms of the expert interviews or the ones by myself, I could certainly shorten those up or extend them to be, you know, more of the 45 minutes an hour length. So let me know what you guys like um, over in iTunes reviews. Of course, I love that. But then also just send me a direct message on Instagram or comment on any of my photos to get some feedback so I can create this podcast just for you. All right, my dears, thank you so much for listening in and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.